And welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sorry that this episode is coming out on um, Tuesday. We're we're a Monday family here. We have our episodes come out on Mondays. But I do have to be fully transparent with you. My weekend was so Halloween-full that I needed to press pause on recording this. I'm fully transparent with you. Did I consume copious amounts of tequila this weekend? I did. And I'm apologizing. That is 100% why the podcast is late. Give me a break. And um, thank you so much for that. I'm appalled, though, at how many of you wrote me today, which is the day after Halloween. And um, you told me that you had classroom unannounced observations the day after Halloween. If you're listening to this and you're one of those people, I just want you to know that I fully believe that your administrator needs to be not only fired, but potentially put into one of those I know they're from the olden days, but they also have them at like Cedar Point for photo opportunities where you put your head and your arms in these um, locks or whatever. It's like a wooden thing. And then you're just like standing there. I think we need to put your administrator in one of those. And we're we're not going to like kill them or anything. This is what we'll do. We'll lock them in the kindergarten bathroom and they have to be subjected to those urine fumes that are soaked into the grout of the kindergarten bathroom because we know that there is no aim in kindergarten. That's what we're going to do. Your um, administrator is full of bibbity-bobbity bullshit and they need to be corrected and their certificate needs to be revoked. And I'm going to tell you what, I stand by that statement in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, I guess. Another reason that the podcast is a little bit late is we're trying to buy a house right now, which... Wow. I feel like uh, I've entered a new realm of adulting. Like now I'm in the phase of trying to buy a house adult. Like I I went from video games to Redfin. That's like all we do. We sit on Redfin and like throw houses to each other. But we found a couple that we like. By a couple, I mean one. And in Seattle, oh my God. It's like if you are not giving them your top offer, all of your money, and a written letter that says you will hand over your firstborn child. You will you will not get the house. If your offer is not that competitive, you just don't get it. But we found one that we loved. And I'm trying not to get my hopes up because I get my hopes up on these houses and I get swept up from under your feet. It's unbelievable. But I do, I did use a tactic this time. Usually we just get a little bit of a showing by it from our realtor. But, you know, every so often there's an open house. And at the open houses here in Seattle, they're not playing games. They're full. Full. So while we were in the open house, there's like tons of other families walking around. And I can't stand it. When I'm at an open house and there are other families there, I look at them and I'm just like, no, this house isn't for you. It's for me. I I don't even know. I don't even know why you're here. And it's just nauseating thinking about them living in the house and not me. So I 
I don't think this is the right thing to do. I did pull some bibbity bobbity bullshit, but I was in one of the basement bedrooms of this house because it has a beautiful finished basement. I came flying up the stairs and there was another family there. And I was like, oh my God, I think I saw a ghost. I mean, hopefully that worked. And then when we were leaving, there was another family walking out. So I said to my realtor, I was like, okay, so yeah, maybe start writing the paperwork so we can put 4 million down cash and we'll give the owner a Porsche. Not true. (laughs) Definitely not true. But I mean, in these trying times, you have to give away all of it. All of it. I said to Morgan, I go, when we pass the homeowner on this house, you show a little tit, okay? I don't care if it's a a man, a woman, whatever, okay? Non-binary folk do not care. When we walk by, you show a little tit. Because this is, if anyone, is anyone else like me in my relationship? There's usually the hot one, And the smart one. Now, in my relationship, Morgan is both. He is the hot one. And he can also do literally anything. Like, I swear to God. And he does it, like, without even thinking. And it's perfect. Anything. Anything from painting to singing to remodeling an entire bathroom. Like, he can do it all. And he's hot as fuck. And I'm over here like, I'm the funny one. So when he tries to crack jokes, I'm like, can you let, you know what? Stay in your lane. Just let me be the funny one. But he is the hot one. And it is the time for him to own that. So when we walk by the homeowner, you show a little tit. And if we have to, we're going to put down more money than we have and potentially your body. Just, I'm. is it legal? I don't know. Are we going to do it? Bet your bottom dollar. Anyway, I need you all to be praying to the house gods. We'll know by the end of the day if we got it or not. Dear Lord, Dios mío, how will I ever, how will I ever sleep a peaceful slumber? I don't know. Real quick, I want to tell you guys, this weekend I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. Cannot wait. Am I excited? I am. Y'all went crazy on these Nashville shows. First two shows completely sold out in like a couple weeks. So we added on a Sunday show, which as of right now is almost sold out. There's about 20 tickets left. Check the website, mrdtimes3.com to get your tickets for Nashville. If you're trying to come to our Sunday matinee that we have added after Nashville, I'm doing two days in Irvine, California, followed by San Jose. Tempe. There are still tickets available for Tempe. So Tempe, come through for your boy. Snag up those Arizona tickets. Cannot wait to get back down to AZ. Gonna soak up that sunshine with y'all. Then we're going to Springfield, Missouri. Springfield. You also went crazy for your boy. You sold out the first show. We added a second show, but I have shows the next day. So I put on a matinee. So I got an early show and then like an evening show. The early show is at like 5.30, 6.30. I think it's 6.30. Um, but there are still tickets available for the early show. So grab your tickets to that. That's at the end of November. And then right after that, I will be in Indianapolis. Indianapolis, there are t- still tickets available for you. For all of those cities, go ahead and get your tickets at mrdtimes3.com. That's mrdtimes3.com where you can get all your 
tickets. If you really want to make sure that you get tickets before shows sell out, you can also become a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. You get tons of bonus content and perks like first access to tickets. And we're bringing back a new segment, Behavior Management, where I give you advice. There's an episode coming out this week on the public podcast so you can see what that's all about. But in order to submit your phone calls, y'all got to be a Patreon member. Become a Patreon member, support the podcast. That's how we keep the podcast going at patreon.com slash Joe patreon.com slash Joe patreon.com slash Joe Anyway, let's get into the emails. I asked you guys for emails this week about wild notes from students that you have confiscated along your years as a teacher. And let me tell you, I'm gooped. I'm gagged. I'm gone. I can't even believe that. I thought I had it bad with some things that my students said, but they're good. We're going to get into those in just a minute. But before we do, I got a word from one of our sponsors. This first note from a student, this just tickled me so well. Teacher writes in, she's like, okay, I got a good one for you. Our kids have a do you know wall where students can research fun facts and add to it whenever they want. All you do is take a sticky note, write down your fact and add it to the did you know wall. This student's not wrong. They sent a picture. It's a student handwriting. (laughs) And it just says, did you know that you can soak gummy bears in vodka? And then he drew a little picture of a gummy bear at the bottom. I love this so much. Actually, I want to tell this student, I did. I did know that you can soak gummy bears in vodka. But did you know that you can soak sour gummy worms in vodka? You can soak anything in vodka. Okay? I used to, okay, I have this guy that I was friends with in college. Not anymore. But was friends in college. He used to soak jalapeno peppers in tequila, which isn't vodka, but he did. He called it spicy pepper tequila. And one time this person took a a different person, took a shot of the spicy pepper tequila and had an allergic reaction to it because apparently they were allergic to peppers and didn't know that a jalapeno was a pepper. If that doesn't tell you anything else about the people I was hanging out with, you know, I don't know what does. Anyway, this person went to full defense mode to defend himself. He goes, I asked them before they took a shot, are you allergic to peppers? I'm like, motherfucker, you did not ask that. But good try trying to save your ass. Let's move on to the next one. We'll stick with the theme on this one. This one's really good. Hi, Mr. D, your Instagram and your podcast keep me laughing through these crazy teacher times. I'm a Michigan native, but I lived in New Jersey for 15 years now. Hey, Mitten sister, I love you, girl. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm a pre-K teacher, but my story is about my youngest daughter. Back in February of 2019, she wrote the attached note to her then kindergarten teacher. My husband and I were both equal parts embarrassed and highly entertained. So we let her bring the note to school to see what would happen. I'll I'll read the note to you guys. She sent a picture of it attached. It just says, do you like red or white wine? And also, by the way, for a kindergartner, everything's spelled correctly. And the handwriting is incredible. So props to your daughter. We let her bring the note in to see what would happen. Sure enough, the next day, the note was returned with a very kind note that said, 
Emery. I love Chardonnay wine, but I do also like red. My husband and I died laughing and of course bought the teacher a very nice bottle of Chardonnay for Teacher Appreciation Week. Thanks for all the laughs. Listen, that is how it should be done. There are some kids do weird shit. I think we just need to, as a society, collectively agree that kids do weird shit. And that's amazing. This is this is just a kid thinking out loud. She's like, my mom drinks wine. This other person who I like probably drinks wine. I need to know what kind of wine they drink because I like my mom, therefore I like them. That is how a kid's brain works. So if your students or your own personal child is doing some shit like this, personally, I say send it into the teacher because we thrive off of this sort of laughter. Thrive. Oh, this one's good. I love when you catch the naughty ones. They're oh so good. Okay. Hi, Mr. D. Love you. Love the pod. Does it count if the note wasn't meant for me? Oh, yes. You bet your bottom dollar it was. Last year, during 100% virtual, I got a new student who was, you know, new. Her first week or so, she would get so pissed when I muted her because she couldn't keep anything to herself. So finally, she got fed up. And when I muted her, she started frantically scribbling in her notebook, which I assumed was just scribbling because she couldn't do anything else. She then held it up directly into the camera. And it was basically a giant circle with eyes and hair, me, and written underneath was big, fat, stupid teacher bitch with all the words spelled correctly like what you can't even spell dog but you got all those insults down <laughs> this is just this is this literally proves the motivation of a kid when they need to do something they can but girl if they don't want to do it they're not going to do it she wanted to know that you were a big fat teacher bitch okay so she lets you know when she did what she wanted to do Oh, God, that is, this is magic. I'm sorry for you. I personally don't think that you're a big fat teacher, bitch. But, you know, the jury's still out because I have yet to sit in on your class. If this happened, I think I would just laugh. I had, I've had, I had a student one time that was not a note, just straight up looked at me and said, you're nothing but a little bitch who's still sucking on that mama's titty. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> we, a lot of the times you hear things and you're and you can oh you got that from TV. That's in a song, you know that some pop culture thing that you probably shouldn't know about. But little bitch who's still sucking on that mama's titty. Where does that come from? <laughs> that that comes from deep rooted hatred. That's where that comes from. Let's go on to the next one. Okay, I got two of these two of these. I'm going to share them both because they're both psychotic. But I have told you before that foot fetishes in people show at a very, very young age. Ask any teacher. They have had a student with a foot fetish before. I don't know what it is. You'll be sitting there reading at carpet and next thing you know, you have a tiny hand stroking your ankles. It's like, what is happening? Why are you this close to my walkers? Please back up. If you listen to the podcast religiously, you might remember that I once accidentally kicked a kid in the jaw because they were too fascinated with my feet that when I went to move, I just straight up uppercutted them with my foot. Okay, back away from these size 11s and 
everything will be fine. Anyway, to prove the point that this is a consistent thing that happens, I have two foot fetish things to share with you that were submitted this week by Student Notes. Hey, Mr. D, love the podcast. Here's a letter that a student wrote for a coworker of mine. The student was in sixth grade. This is a classic. We still laugh about this many, many years later. Have to say, this student has fantastic handwriting. Their spelling, eh, questionable. But here it is. I'm reading this to you verbatim, okay? I'm not editing this at all because you guys need to know how friggin' this is for the muggles, okay? Muggles, you need to know how friggin' psychotic this job is that we do for literal peasant scraps of the paycheck, okay? You might as well give us bread and water for the rest of our life, okay? And we're putting up with shit like this. We should all be driving Mercedes, okay? Bear with me, Muggle. Bear with me. Here it goes. <clears throat> Dear, they took out the teacher's name. I was wondering if I could uh, massage your feet in recess or wherever, but I really want to massage them on recess so that nobody can see me and you massage those feet. But it is up to you if you want me to. And if you do want me to, circle yes or no. Because I do want you to know you are a beautiful woman. The most beautiful woman that I have ever seen. Sincerely, student. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, now let me read this to you um, verbatim, how they've spelt it, particularly this last sentence. It's up to you if you want me to. If you do, circle, yes or no. Cows, you are beautiful woman I've ever seen. Sincerely. This is like Hannibal Lecter as creeping me out. I do like what do you even do? Also, also, let's let's just call it like it is. Sixth grade? Sixth grade? Too far. No, you should know better than in sixth grade to write a friggin' a, a sexual letter to your teacher. No, 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 no. Okay. As I told you, there were two. There were two. Here's the other one, just so you believe me. Here it goes. This note wasn't confiscated. It was actually left on my desk for me to find. Just a little background for you. I had a fourth grade boy years ago who frequently became aroused by the mere sight of my feet. This kid had never seen my bare feet, but just the sight of the top of my foot would excite him. He would try to touch my feet during read aloud. Told you it's always during read aloud. They just, you, you will be like eyebrows deep into Charlotte's web. And next thing you know, you feel like there's a little spider making Charlotte's web in between your toes. That's how quick these little kids just get up in there and start messing with your feet. Insert dry heave here. On the playground, he would stand at the top of the playground equipment and just stare at my feet. One day, 
We were lining up after recess after a lengthy stare down with my feet, and I noticed that he was actually visibly aroused this time. I had a very serious discussion with the student. What does that discussion even entail? Like, hello, fourth grader. <laughs> Please do not be aroused by my feet, for these are my feet. These are not for your, for your sexual thoughts. I don't know. That is wild. I went to a, my administration and received absolutely no support. Rather, I was told to wear different shoes, and that pissed me off. No kid should dictate a teacher's wardrobe. I agree. I was hoping that admin would at least contact the parents because I was in a horribly awkward situation, but no. Just a good luck, a pat on the back, and sent on my way. A day or so later, after working with some students one-on-one, -on -one, I got a note on my desk. I found it there. It was from the foot lover. In the note, he begs to rub my feet and tells me how much he loves them. I peek up from my desk as I'm reading, and he's watching me read the note and looking at me waiting for a reply. Like, I'm just going to be like, yeah, sure. Like, that's even an option. That was it for me. I called my parents and made conference arrangements so the admin could be present. He was put on a behavior plan, blah, 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 but the damage was already done. I felt violated after the whole thing, which alienated any sort of teaching relationship that I could build. I was completely, completely creeped out with love and an obvious killer pair of feet. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Also, can we just talk about how the admin told you to wear new shoes? Hell no. If the admin response to this is you change something about you, this kid, okay, also, muggles, don't know if you know this, but what you learn in school isn't just, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. If a kid does some messed up something, it's your obligation as the teacher to teach them to do something otherwise. So here's this kid popping bone bones at the sight of his teacher's fresh pedicure. And as the teacher, she did the right thing. You have to have a conversation with them like, yo, um, you keep these private things to yourself. If, you know, sometimes if you do this with people, it not only creeps them out, but they don't want to be around you. Please wait until you're, you know, maybe in your late 20s. And I'm sure you can find a convention for this or something. But for right now, you need to just be in third grade and suppress the hell out of this. You have to do that. But the admin told her to change her shoes? Hell no. That's grounds for dismissal, baby. Grounds for dismissal. I would have been pissed. The fact that he was lurking at you while you were reading the note, waiting to hear what you were going to do? No. No. That would have creeped me out, too. I would have been like, excuse me a moment while I... Uh, leave the classroom and evade a Jeffrey Dahmer-esque situation. Jeez Louise, lemon squeeze. That's unbelievable. Let's get one more in. I love this one. It brought my, it brought my wee little day, and I absolutely love that. Thank you. Here we go. Hello, Mr. D. I absolutely love the podcast. It's the only thing getting me through this crazy year. It's keeping me sane. Thanks, girl. Thanks for listening. So, 
It was the day after the third grade dance. A lot of the fathers came to dance with their daughters. After dismissal, I'm going through a hot mess on my desk. I found a paper with just a pencil-drawn smiley face. I thought, oh, this is so cute. One of my students must have hit it on my desk thinking that it would be a nice surprise. I was about to throw it in the trash can. Can't save all these little notes. I know. Quick um, ADHD pause. I save the cute pictures and the cute notes that students write. The one, like, you know, you guys know. Sometimes they're cute. Sometimes it's just some bullshit that they whipped together and they gave to you on a whim. And those go into my magic file, which is the trash can. But um, the good, good ones, I actually made an entire student art wall where I would just, it looked like I had a whole wall behind my desk that was a collage of like the coolest work they had. And I kept all of it when I left my classroom. So I still have all of it. So my goal in life is when I get it, Fingers crossed, if I get this house, or when, I'm putting it out in the world, when I get this house, the backdrop in the podcast studio that I'm going to build in the house is going to be all the student work. And then also, sometimes you guys bring me like cute little crafts and things to the to the show, and it's so cute. It's like, I have this one really cute one. Two teachers from D.C. made for me. It says, D.C. loves Mr. D. And it was so cute. It had a little string to hang it. I'm going to hang that on the wall, too. Anyway, I'm sorry. That was, uh, this is how ADHD works. Unmedicated, at least. Where were we? I was about to throw it in the trash can. Can't save all those little ones. As my hand is hovering over the trash can, something compelled me to turn it over. Then I read, Dear Mrs. Merrick, My dad said you're hot. Please don't move my clip. A <laughs> uh, quick note to the Muggles. Please don't move my clip is alluding to what's known as a clip chart, which is where, you know, the students have clips. You move up if you're good and down if you're bad anyway. Now, you know, I almost died laughing. I love that she knew to hide it. And that she most definitely should not be telling me this. I never said anything to her, but it was definitely very awkward at parent-teacher conferences. I decided to keep the note to hang on to with my office because God knows that teaching will age me fast. And I might not always be the hot teacher. Love the show. <laughs> oh my God. This was awesome. I love that. I love when kids do like some weird, unexpected shit like that. I've had so many students try to hook me up with their moms over the years. I'm like, honey, do you hear me talk? <laughs> You're barking up the wrong tree. Your mom. <laughs> Your mom would be lucky to have this fabulous of someone to date, but it's never going to happen because she's got all the wrong parts. Quick thank you to all the Patreon members. Patreon members, that's how we keep the podcast going. Again, you can become a Patreon member and support the podcast at patreon.com slash That's patreon.com slash patreon.com slash Get all the perks over there and you can call in to the behavior management hotline if you're on the Patreon, which I suggest you do, um, and just supporting the pod and keeping it going, which I love. Hello to all of our newest Patreon members. Katie Joe McGoldrick, Isabella Manos, Jeffrey Berry, Dylan Sullivan, someone who's going by the name 646 Guy, but uh, I see your email address so I can see that your name is Brian. Hello, mysterious Brian, whose profile picture is of a cute little kitty cat. And Juliana Morlock. 
Thank you guys so much for becoming Patreon members. I absolutely love each and every one of you. And thank you to everybody who's listening to the Social Studies Podcast. I love you guys so much. I cannot wait to see you on the road again this weekend. Going to be in Nashville all weekend, followed by Irvine, San Jose, Tempe, Springfield, and Indianapolis. Get your tickets at MrDTimes3.com. This is a psychotic school year, and we all need to laugh muggles and teachers alike so come out to the show you deserve some laughter it is the best medicine i love you guys so much and we'll see you next week bye